The Gospel reading for this morning is taken from Luke's Gospel, beginning in the ninth chapter, at the 28th verse. Luke wrote these things. About eight days after saying this, Jesus climbed the mountain to pray, taking Peter, John, and James along. And while he was in prayer, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became blinding white. And at once, two men were there talking with him. They turned out to be Moses and Elijah, and what a glorious appearance they had made. They talked over his exodus, the one Jesus was about to complete in Jerusalem. Meanwhile, Peter and those with him were slumped over in sleep. And when they came to, rubbing their eyes, they saw Jesus in his glory and the two men standing with him. And when Moses and Elijah had left, Peter said to Jesus, Master, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And he blurted this out without thinking. And while he was babbling on like this, a light radiant cloud enveloped them. And as they found themselves buried in the cloud, they became deeply aware of God. And then there was a voice out of the cloud, this is my son, the chosen. Listen to him. And when the sound of the voice died away, they saw Jesus there alone, and they were speechless. And they continued speechless, said not one thing to anyone during those days of what they had seen. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Pray with me, please. Mysterious and uncontainable God, you come to us in all of your transforming glory, whether we want you or not. You reveal yourself to us sometimes in the most unlikely places. And you can transform our humdrum, dull, everyday world into the kingdom of heaven. We do not walk away from encounters with you the same as we were before we met you. You warm our hearts and move our lips to praise you. Therefore, today we praise you. We shout hallelujah and bend our knees before your glory. Stay with us now as we talk and listen. I think most of us have grown up with nightlights. You know, they punch little holes in the darkness and they provide some sense of comfort during the dark of night. And that comfort is something that we cherish as children, but I think we tend to forget as adults. The world can be a dark and scary place. But by the time that we are grown, both our eyes and our hearts have become so accustomed to the dark that we forget the warmth and assurance that light can really bring to our soul. You know, scripture reminds us that one of the primary ways that God has made the divine presence known on earth has been through 
revealing glimpses of light. Moses was called into ministry by the light of a burning bush. Moses begged God for a glimpse of what God looked like, and he was honored with a backside peak. And he found that his face glowed with God's light, which he had so briefly seen. And today's transfiguration story introduces the wonderful mountaintop unveiling with the presence of dazzling light. If you think about it, when God wants some kind of special emphasis placed on something, there is usually the presence of an unusual light. Be it a burning bush that doesn't get consumed, a sun that stands in one place in the sky while the walls of Jericho come a-tumbling down, a rainbow after a flood is a sign of promise, a special star in a dazzling night sky that lit the way to Bethlehem. And today, a dazzling light that envelops a select few during a mountaintop experience. So Jesus withdrew with a couple of his disciples to a mountain. This is the setup. Everyone from Moses on pretty much knows that you climb to get close to God. Moses went up on the mountain and got the commandments. And on this mountain of transfiguration, the veil between past and present and future, the curtain separating the human from the divine was lifted. And for a shining instant, the disciples were given a bright vision of who Jesus really was. There was a voice from heaven. Moses and Elijah, prophets long dead, stood there among them right beside Jesus. And the appearance of Jesus was transfigured right in front of their eyes, and they fell down on their knees in awe and worship, and Peter blurted out, Master, this is awesome. This is a great moment. And folks, if something like that has never happened to you, I hope that you wish that it would. And if something like that has happened to you, then you know what I'm trying my best to talk about here. You know that all of this religious stuff pales in comparison. And the disciples, they wanted to hold on to this. They wanted to build booths, temples of light on top of the mountain. And those memorials would stand as nightlights to all of those floundering in the dark below. And they would see the light, and they would be drawn to it. Come climb the mountain and join them. But the next day, Jesus led them back down the mountain into the valley once again. And just maybe, we are to understand that the church is not to invite people out of the darkness and into the light, so much as to bring the light into the darkness. We spend so much time building our booths, our church buildings, and our communities but we fail to spend anywhere near that much time bringing the light out into the darkness. If you want a good visual for how we seem quite content on the inside of our buildings, 
Just look sometime at the way the stained glass windows are installed. Most of them only tell their stories to those who are already safely inside of our buildings. They face inward. And to those outside of our faith communities, those who might pass by on any given day, those windows are nothing but hazy blurs of color. So what would happen, do you suppose, if we turned those windows around, willing to tell our stories to the world? Careful now, for once we turn them around, it must be light enough in here for people to see them from the outside. Unless the community of faith is on fire for God, there may not be enough light to allow people to see them from the outside. And finally, when we look at it, Jesus' transfiguration on the mountain takes place in the middle of a seemingly ordinary event day down in the valley. Jesus has just delivered a sermon. It was his most famous sermon. But there were no supernatural events reported. It was up on the mountain that the spectacular broke into the normal. The truly extraordinary cracked the ordinary. And for one shining moment, the disciples see and the disciples believe. Oh Lord, this is awesome. So I think the question is, are they given a glimpse of the supernatural, or is this really the natural seen correctly? Is this event on the mountain truly ordinary, or is it ordinary through the eyes of faith? Maybe all of this would seem like a miracle if we truly had the eyes to see. You know, a definition of faith that we have heard is that faith is a conviction of things not seen. So perhaps, so faith is perhaps the gift of being able to see what's really going on below the surface. And just maybe that is why we continue to gather in communities like this for worship. Because we hope that just for a moment, the veil will be lifted and we will be able to see the world as we know deep down that it really is. And I think that's why people love to go listen to live music and go to the theater or to the symphony or to museums. Because there is something going on there that touches us beyond mere words. There is something so beautiful that touches a chord deep within us. And people see it in so many different ways, different places, different people, different things. And we can sense that conviction of things not easily seen. So on the mountain, Jesus was transfigured and his clothes were gleaming white and a light shone from him that was brighter than the sun. And his disciples who had walked down dusty roads with him fell on their knees, overwhelmed. And then there was a cloud and a voice from heaven and they worshiped. And I really pray that someday you have this kind of experience. 
I pray that you will come to know, really know, that what you see is very certainly not all that there is. So keep the faith and carry the light into the darkness. Amen.